When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from Fantasy Football Scout. Today we are talking about Sky Sports Fantasy Football. Uh, there's £50,000 up for grabs for the winner. My name is Joe and joining me ahead of Game Week 30's fixtures is Luke. Luke, how are you? I'm very good, Joe, yeah. Um, we were just talking just before we went live, weren't we? It's, yeah. It's been so long ago, I've, um, I've forgotten what my team even did the, oh, the last couple of weeks. But it's been nice to have a little a little break, a little yeah. recharge. Well, luckily, you sent some pictures over of your team, and I've got my, my team as well from um, Friday. So we can put those up, so we can remind ourselves where we're at. Um, mm. And we have four bunch of fixtures to come because we just had a blank game week we'll say just it was like over a week ago um so what we usually do here we look at the latest tier uh tier two man of the match stars um usually look at the last week but we're going to look at the last month because hardly anyone played last time and we basically just say i don't know get get trossard and rafina and that would be the end of it so we're gonna look at the last month and that may help us for the season running um especially with some players from leicester um, who have a good run of fixtures coming up. Um, man of the matches, two I picked out were Welbeck and Ian Acho with two each. Um, so if you are fancy a Brighton <laughs> player, Welbeck is your man to get for man of the matches. Ian Acho, very interesting. Great form for Leicester. Yeah. Um, are you int- I mean, we've got some more Leicester players to mention, but are you interested in Ian Acho at all in Sky? It's an incredibly tough one, isn't it? Because he's exactly the kind of player I would normally avoid in Sky, especially when you've got limited transfers and especially towards the back end where then you may have to use another one. Um, because, you, I know, just instinctively you think he's not part of their first eleven for most of the season. So then suddenly when he comes in and, and performs so well and then people are like, oh, let's jump on him. It's very much an FPL buy for me. But then he's been that good and it's been working that well that it does make you think that maybe. So yeah. I'd... I, and and all the other forwards are terrible, which helps. So, yeah. so m- maybe I can sit yeah. on the fence on that one. Maybe. Yeah, he's, I would I would put him as, as a differential. If you've got a mm. lot of transfers left and you fancy a punt and changing things up up front, and you haven't got any Leicester coverage, he could be the one. Um, shots yeah. tier two. Chris Wood for Burnley has done it. Has yeah. hit that Going twice. nowhere near that. Over yeah, last no. month. Then Ward Prowse, uh, De Bruyne, Foden. Mm-hmm. Then Vardy and Iheanacho have got it once over the last mm. month. So once again, you're getting a broad spread spread of points there. Um, looking at passing tier two, Sionchu and Diaz have got it for three times. Okay, these are mm. that. See, see now you're talking my language. Yeah. When we say about when we talk Leicester players, yeah. Sionchu's dumping talking, right out the 
yeah, right off the page. Uh, Fafana twice as well. Um, yeah, this is definitely more. This is the sensible territory. In my head, I'm going, oh, yeah, that's show, wow. Um, <laughs> but yeah, as you said, the reality of Sky, Sionchu is up there with Diaz in terms of getting passing tier two three times over the last month. So that puts him in a, in a very elite category. Um, tackles tier two. Lalana has got it a couple of times. Tierney, Cash, and Castagna as well. So another Leicester name there. Mm. Um, and then saves tier two, Meslier and Ramsdale. Got it twice. So if you're in the market for a goalkeeper who plays for a team that can be making a lot of saves, potentially, a lot of, I mean, facing a lot of shots, um, they could be. They could be options. And Meslier has literally since overhaul, because I had him pre-overhaul, I think, I think it might be every single week. If yeah. not, it's very close. He has hit at least saves tier one and possibly yeah. saves tier two. So I switched him for Martinez because Martinez was killing me every week. Mm. And then I think Meslier has probably outscored no. Martinez yeah. since, which is just typical, isn't it? Um, it's just the way it works. The interesting way the fixtures are is that Leeds, after they play Sheffield United, they've got a very bad run. Yeah. And then it goes very good towards the end. Yeah. So if you find yourself needing a goalkeeper in the final few matches, Meslier could be your man. Well, even in the most difficult ones, he's probably going to get saves tier two. Mm. So I suppose he's, he's still an option from now to the end of the season. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, let's move on to our team. So, so we remind ourselves, um, so here's your team. So this is what you came out of the blank with. Uh, Martinez, Aspilicueta, Stones and Diaz. So a couple of Man City players, um, which... Gives you a bit of a differential edge there. Um, Antonio, Neto, Fernandez, and Rafina, and up front, Kane, Calvert Lewin, Salah. So, looking at this, and we'll come to the the fixtures um, shortly in detail. But um, yeah, what what are your plans with this? Um, you know, your precious transfers that are left. Any plans? Yeah. Well, there's not too many plans because I don't have many left. So for me, it's going to have to probably be more reactive than um, than, than planning. However, obviously, I've, I've looked at what I'd, what I'd like to do and what others are doing and stuff. So there are, there's a few out there that still interest me. Um, but I do have 10 different teams covered there. Obviously, as you said, Man City, Stones and Diaz is, um, is the only double up I've got for a team. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, if, of all the teams, I'd, you know, Man City are probably, even though they've got the worst fixtures, are still... Probably the one I'd edge to, and also the fact that um, you can never be sure on their lineups at least gives me two chances to mm. get someone who's actually playing. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, I'm, I'm I'm pretty happy with that. The only, I mean, so I've got Everton for Calvert Lewin, I think he's quite important coming up. Salah, who's been absolutely woeful, and I really want to get rid of, but then suddenly has a nice run in, and and I feel like still, you know, maybe it's just yeah. Allegiance as a fantasy manager for these last three years, like he he could come good. So yeah. there's there's part of me that just wants to keep him for that. I mean, the thing is, if you hold him all this time and he's been woeful, and then you get rid finally because you've had enough <laughs> just before he has his good run, and then he goes does really well, you can only blame yourself. I yeah. feel like yeah. So it's um, so yeah, that's very much up for debate. But my, my midfield is um, it's basically to cover the nice fixtures moving forward. I've got Antonio in there who has mm. been who's been great as we yeah. know. Um, obviously he's very injury prone, so that that's a one that I may have to address in the future. Neto is simply because Wolves games are just. I mean, we've talked about yeah. it a lot. They are so good, um, <laughs> and I've decided to go for Neto over a defensive asset just because they don't really get the bonus points. Yeah, the games are so good that I wouldn't be surprised if a defender got you know enough clean sheets to cover a Neto or, or even yeah. do better, but. That's just the way I decided I wanted to go. Um, 
and yeah, I've got Asper Laqueta in there, who I think you know is, is probably the, the key man yeah. from now to the end of the season. So I so everyone I'm really happy. The only things I really would like to get um, is uh, there's a much talked about move later on of Martinez to Patricio, maybe mm. for me, um, but as I've got Neto, possibly not. And uh, and uh, a Leicester player is what I'd really like. Yeah. So uh, I just talked about him, Soyuncu. So it could be that I remove a Stones or a Diaz to to get me an eleven coverage across across the uh, the boards. Um, mm. Or it could be that I finally do get let go of Salah and I and I go for a, a Vardy and Iniacho or even a Soyuncu and play four four two. So that those are my current thoughts. And apart from that, I'm I've used my transfers to get my team in a position yeah. where I'm happy for it moving forward rather than the other way around. So I'm um, yeah, pretty happy. Yeah, I mean, looking at my team, very, very similar. So because of the blank game week, um, I end up going for Dunk um, though. So one of my differences is that I so I went for Rafina for the first captaincy which sure yep. you did as well and then mm. I got the dunk because I just because I got mm. dunk in before the week before so yeah I've, I've got 29 points from dunk I think now yeah Nine. really good see and we talked about it last time didn't we dunk yeah. on that Saturday he's probably nailed for a 20 I'm gonna have to avoid it and pray I was pretty sure he's gonna get 20 but because I hadn't got him in before yeah. it didn't make sense for that one game so I just I took the 20 points on the chin unfortunately but there we go um so I got him in so I've got Martinez Dunk, Vestergaard, Diaz, just the one City player. Antonio, Neto, Fernandez, Rafinha, same same front line as you, Kane, Calvert-Lewin, and Salah. So what I'm looking at is I'm going to reward Dunk for his 29 points, my team, by getting rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I found myself with 4.2 million in the bank. Um, so nice. Dunk to Aspilicueta, if he's playing, because we get to see the Chelsea lineup yeah, on yeah. Saturday. Perfect. So... Um, him or Rudiger, I guess, but but basically a Chelsea defender, but hopefully Aspilicueta. And then I'm looking at Vestergaard for Sionchu, um, because as we've discussed, as boring as it may be, Sionchu probably is the the correct call for tapping into Leicester there. Um, and then that's going to be me for a while, really, because you were talking about Patricio. Um, yes, if I didn't have any Wolves coverage, Patricio could be an option there. But I've got Neto as well. Um, I, I just think there's going to be attacking returns there. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Why not, really? Um, I've, what, I've, I, um, transfer-wise, I've got 10 transfers left. Oh, yeah, you're uh, fine. And I'm, I'm in uh, 547th. So I am, I'm, I've moved up. Previous episodes, I've been sort of hovering around the 1,000 mark, gradually moving up to the 700. So I'm now in the sort of 500 bracket. My aim really is to use these transfers wisely. For example, remove Dunk to Aspilicueta, that kind of thing. Mm. Get it, get Leicester coverage in, and then, and once again, I think I've got ten teams covered, and just keep trying to keep mixing it up, keep getting the ten, the the ten with good fixtures. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm probably not going to do many double ups if at all. And the no. only other thing I was thinking, a luxury move, but one that could prove profitable and a differential is Salah to Jota. But as you said, if that goes wrong, I only have myself to blame. Yeah. That one. Um, no, I think um, you're well positioned for the top hundred now. I think obviously hopefully. you need to get lucky with some of the moves and what happens. Yeah. But um, yeah, there's still all this talk of what's going to happen with the fixtures. So they could come out and surprise us. We could have whole game weeks shifted at the end for all these home games in front of fans. There's, there's a whole lot of stuff that could happen. Yeah. So those people with a few extra transfers could take massive advantage. There could be two for ones, three for ones. Who knows? Yeah. So. 
still lots of grounds to be made, I think. Um, I think, um, obviously, Southampton could end up, you know, could be very favourable there. But I think there might be a few people like like me who've still got Vestergaard. And I just don't think he is the Vestergaard I thought I was going to be getting. Yeah. Um, I did have Ward-Prowse in. And I actually quite, I preferred having Ward-Prowse in. Because at least there was the hope of a goal or hope of something. But with Vestergaard, yeah. I'm, I don't, Southampton don't seem to be doing it for me in Sky and so I'm happy to remove him and yeah. so uh, perhaps too Aspilicueta could be a move for other people there yeah um, the thing with Ward Prowse though as well is he, he got a couple of penalties didn't he while Ings yeah. was out again and yeah. he his stock almost goes up when Ings is out which is yeah. strange because you'd think he'd get more assists when, he's, when Ings mm. is in the team he probably would but um, he, he just happened to get a few penalties so suddenly he get he gets that extra uh, level yeah. of, of, of returns and um you know, there's no saying that continues. As soon as things comes back, it will revert again. So, yeah. And um, just before we look at game week 30, so you're you're still comfortably in the top hundred, still top 50? Yeah, I'm f- I went from so without dunk, I went from 28th, I think, to 40th. So I dropped 12 places, okay. which is quite significant because I've been I've been yeah. moving up one or two yeah, places yeah. for a long time. So that is quite a big drop. Mm. But it's kind of a false position. At the end of the day, I didn't have dunk. I didn't have the transfer. So I used that transfer earlier in the season, maybe on someone else, yeah. which got me to the 28th. And now I'm yeah, going yeah. back to the 40th. So, okay. so um, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, I'm comfortably in the top 50. And uh, just put your team back up again. And as, as people can see, very well set up for what we know the fixtures to come. And amongst those fixtures, we've got Game Week 30. So let's have a look at Game Week 30. Um, we have... Three captaincy days. Oh, we used to getting five or six in a week, but we just got just got the three this time. Um, so on the Saturday, Chelsea against West Brom, Leeds against Sheffield United, Leicester against Man City, and Arsenal against Liverpool. So I, w- I would guess Leeds and Chelsea look the best bets for the captaincy. What, what are your think? What's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, Man City obviously could be could end up being the best, um, but when we don't get to see the team sheets. Um, I don't want to go anywhere near it, really. Yeah. Um, I still think they're probably likely to play their best team because, you know, it's Leicester and they're a very good side and they'd probably want to get a result just to get this title done. Um, so De Bruyne um, looks a good option for me because he started to come back again. So those, again, it's a differential for quite a lot of people. Yeah. I, I would be looking at that avenue if mm. um, if you've got him in your team. But yeah, for me, I mean, we, we get to see the team sheets and uh, Aspilicueta's in it. It's a 10-pointer, so I'm just going to bank it. I'm just yeah. going to stick him in, hope yeah. it's a 10-pointer, hope he can even get tackles or an attacking return, you know, a rare, something mm. like that, uh, and take that. I also think, obviously, Leeds versus Sheffield United, considering they're so bad, and then they've just switched manager, which, I mean, their last result, I think, was probably their worst defeat they've had for a long time. So, yeah. you know, a, a Bamford or a Rafinha uh, yeah. there could could equally be absolutely yeah. fantastic. So, yeah, Aspilicueta, if he's in the lineup, if he's not in the lineup, it will be Rafinha for me probably. Yeah, exactly the same. My thoughts. If I see Aspilicueta in the lineup, goodbye, Dunk. Hello. Um, what do they call him again? Um, it's the guy from Only Fools and Horses. Um, Rodney. Rod- no, no, they call the, his nickname Dave. Trigger. Oh <laughs> no, right. Because he always calls <laughs> Trigger. Always oh, Asp- called, yeah. called Aspilicueta Dave. Dave. Yeah. And then, yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. Um, so yeah, Dave in. Um, so moving on to the Sunday, Southampton against Burnley, Newcastle, Tottenham, Villa against Fulham and Manchester United against Brighton. My philosophy is if Fernandes is playing in a on paper easy home game, I'm going to captain him. So I'm going to captain him. Um, <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, when you say it like that, it makes me think that I should do that. My 
My only reservation is that when you look at the two teams, because the other one I consider is Spurs versus yeah. Newcastle, uh, is that Brighton are a hell of a lot better side than Newcastle. Yeah. Um, so I may I may go Kane just on that yeah. basis, but um, Spurs at the moment have, have looked pretty woeful themselves, haven't they? Yeah. So and and possibly without Sun as well. I think if I hear news that Sun is fit and he's playing, um, I'll be very tempted to do Kane. Um, if he's not, then defaulting to Bruno Fernandes is absolutely fine. Yeah. I think e- even though Brighton are good, generally Man United, I mean, we usually beat you sort of two or three nil in the end, yeah. Um, yeah. score goals towards the last yeah, twenty like, minutes. The, so. the last, the last match wasn't it? It was like Brighton were doing really well, and then suddenly an extra an hour was added on, yeah, <laughs> and Fernandes yeah. comes out with a huge score, and I anticipate the same again. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, the. Um, also, bearing in mind the internationals as well. So they're playing three times in this international break. And Harry Kane did well against Albania. I'm presuming he's going to... Why would you leave him out against Poland? Because that's the trickiest game. Mm. So um, I'm pleased that Tottenham are playing on the Sunday, not the Saturday. Um, gives an extra day of rest. But yes, it's something to bear in mind, that post-international fatigue. And of course, Fernandes himself. I understand Portugal dropped points. Um in their last match so I'm presuming that whatever fixtures there um, you know a tougher time perhaps for Fernandes on the yeah. international stage but did then you see that what? On, on another note did you see that did you see that Spurs game uh, sorry Portugal so Portugal game. cleared off the line yeah you, well you off the yeah. line slash half in the net yeah yeah, yeah. yeah unbelievable anyway it, was, it reminded me of the um, it was quite as obvious as the um was it Manchester United? Was it where Carroll was in? Yeah, versus, versus Roy Carroll. Was it Spurs yeah. versus? Spurs. I can't remember it was. And, and it just went in. <laughs> and they went, oh, didn't see yeah. that. <laughs> no, no, no. Bergy um, on the blower, like Mark yeah. Sons. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, so, yeah, good, good, day, good day this. Kane or Fernandez. I'm probably going to go with Fernandez just because there's a, a more there's a breadth of points there. If Kane scores, um, he might not even get shooting but a tier. And he yeah. might end up with seven points. It's a very good point. Kane doesn't really get no. that many hauls. I mean, he does better in Sky than in FPL because he's got the shooting mm. bonus and man of the match as well. Yeah. But um, Bruno is on that other level of passes, yeah. tackles, yeah. everything, assists, you know, you name it. He, he could get seven points without scoring or assisting. Yeah. So yeah. Um, all it takes is a penalty and suddenly you've got a huge score. So mm. that's what I'm going for. And then the Monday, we've got Everton Palace, Wolves against West Ham. So both, both of us have got options here who, who are you thinking uh, again I just I'm just going to look at the opponents I suppose and West Ham um, although they can be occasionally mm. be erratic and, and suddenly be poor in a game you don't expect it um, they just seem to be a level above of, of Palace you yeah. know so therefore uh, I've got Calvert-Lewin I'll get to see the lineup if he's in it yeah. and Everton team looks reasonably strong which I expect it will be um, the only thing is James Rodriguez seems to make a big difference there so if, if he's in the lineup, it will definitely be him if he's not I may have slight reservations yeah. but but Calvert-Lewin I think you know Neto is a very nice player he's a very pretty yeah. player he, he can he can maybe get one assist in the game maybe mm-hmm. get a man of the match but um, you know I feel like his hauls are, have come reasonably luckily whereas Cal- yeah. Calvert-Lewin is he's almost a shoe in for one goal yeah. you know maybe shooting bonus so I'll take that well, yeah, also the last match was quite... Um, it's what's been happening without Rodriguez there is that Richarlison's been the main man in the centre and, and mm. Calvert-Lewin's been moved out wide. But the, that that was reversed in the last fixture they played. Um, and Calvert-Lewin was more of the attacking in the box threat. I couple that, I hope that that will still be the case, coupled with um, 
Palace do tend to concede for set pieces. They're not the greatest. Yeah. We don't know who's going to be in defence with them there. Um, so, yeah, we'll see the lineup. Yeah, Calvert Lewin. Yeah, Palace are a team that sit deep, aren't they? Which yeah, yeah. therefore invites people to be in the box, yeah, and yeah. that's where Calvert Lewin does his best work. So, if you, you know, just in very simplistic terms, you know, I'm expecting Calvert Lewin to be able to be in the box yeah. more often, where he's more lethal. Yeah. So, let's hope so. Richarlison um, plus. Uh, say Luke Dean you know, there's no shortage of creativity there if Sigurdsson's playing you know there's there's creative players there so it's not it's not like without Rodriguez there won't be any mm-hmm. any uh, creativity um, yeah. yes so let's move on to some questions we've had from the community so this brings us back to what we were talking about Wolves earlier so FPI off spinner is Patricio the best goalkeeper to get in for the run-in um, and then also for reasons unknown, ask about that switch. Martinez out after the Fulham match uh, for Patricio, uh, the best goalkeeper through to the end of the season. Who would that be? Um, and then Luke NDN asks, Patricio looks the best bet um, for the run-in. Two fixtures on the Monday, uh, on the Monday and Friday after Martinez versus Fulham. So it's that that's the move you you were talking about. Mm. Martinez against Fulham, um, and then ship him out. For Patricio, so yeah, good move. Do you know what? I'm, just, I'm so undecided on this move. It's um, I completely get it on paper because I am very much fixtures orientated, mm. and they have great fixtures. Um, they'll also obviously have more if you make that switch as well. Um, so everything points to that being a really good move. And he has been better of late, Patricio, because I mean, you can testify that there's been yeah. periods of the season where he's been utterly oh, dreadful. Yeah. Um, and as a keeper, he looks to have sort of regressed a bit this season even more. He's been pretty poor in certain circumstances. He also had a really nasty head injury right at the end of the, the other game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure he's fine now, but um, but that was uh, was something I, I suppose we haven't had any news from. So there's something to, to be wary of. Um, I think I think it could work. I mean, the, the flip side of it is, especially if you've got Martinez, the fixtures for Villa are horrific after the Fulham game. I mean, they're away to Liverpool, home to Man City in the next two straight afterwards. They then got home to West Brom, which is obviously a, a much better one. Away to Everton, home to Man United, which is again really tough. Then they got that another cheeky okay one away to Crystal mm. Palace, and then suddenly they're away to Spurs and home to Chelsea on the last two. So really, after Fulham, they've only got two games where you could say they've got a, a decent chance of a yeah. clean sheet here. However, Villa, have, I mean, they haven't been great of late at all. Grealish has been out, etc. But would you put it past them to suddenly start turning it around and Martinez start putting, get, you know, hitting these worldy performances? In some of these games, he is going to get a lot of saves because they yeah. allow a lot of shots. So is it worth a transfer? Um, it probably is, but for me, I won't be doing it, is, yeah. is the way I'll, I'll be doing it, just because I don't have enough. And I'll just have to hope that Martinez can get within sort of 10, 15 points mm-hmm. by the end of the season, which I think is still possible. Yeah. So for me, I don't know whether I'd make that move. And I, I've gone netto for that reason, the same as you have. So hopefully I'm right, but... Mm-hmm. And and also Villa have a, a game to be rescheduled. They do. Plus, yeah. so the added game you're getting for Patricio over um, Martinez point, yeah. is cancelled out. So it's effectively yeah. similar, similar or the same amount of games. So yeah, it's just the extra point for the goalkeeper, right? So if he's at the extra two points for mm. the clean sheet, so he doesn't even need the the saves. And you just when you look at those fixtures, away to Fulham, who struggle mm. to score, home to Sheffield United, home to Burnley, away to West Brom in particular that little run of four and then Brighton who we know yeah. sometimes not score and you can see you can see a lot of points there yeah. so I, I do like it but 
I just don't still don't feel 100% comfortable in the Wolves' defence yet. There's too much I've seen of them this season where I know they get to nearly every game half-time at nil-nil, but then they end up letting you down. It's almost worse. I prefer them to concede in the first minute. I know it shouldn't matter, but mentally yeah. it's like I'd rather get it done than see it nil-nil at half-time every time and then they ship one cheeky little goal. Um, I mean, I guess for players like you and me who've got Neto or those that want to get Neto in, um, mm. by the same flip side, um, Neto is a good player to get in. Uh, because yeah. he has that Monday and Friday. But it could be a chance to move up the rankings if you have Patricio and Neto. Yeah. And then, yeah. like I did with Southampton when I had Ward Prowse and Vestergaard, whichever one I sort of wanted to get rid of first or just fitted mm. what I wanted to do, get rid of them first. So it, it, if you've got transfers to spare, a Neto and Patricio double up for a little while wouldn't mm. be a bad shout, I don't think. No, I do feel if I had a lot of transfers, possibly even more than you've got, then mm. there's no reason not to do this because a lot of people like me yeah. won't do it. So it's yeah. a reason just to be different. Um, it's just, I'm just not that confident on Wolves is all. And Martinez has been excellent. Yeah. I know he's been poor of late, but even with those games, you just wouldn't be surprised, would you? All he needs throughout that run, right? He could get one point for the next mm. three games, but he just needs one of those games where he does his usual 15, 16 yeah. point haul and suddenly it levels out over over three or four games. Yeah. Um, and a lot of those teams, let's not forget, I mean, Sheffield United are gone now, but Fulham, Burnley, West Brom, they're fighting for their lives. Yeah. So it might not be as easy as we anticipate. True, for a good point there. Yeah, it's, it's the old on the beach or got something to play for and yeah. and a lot of those teams down, down the bottom. Well, we've seen Fulham as well. They can be tough. Can be yeah. tough. Um, so on, on on who you think is actually the best keeper? I mean, obviously Patricio stands out. I think you could go for the Chelsea keeper. He is only seven million, Mendy, so I yeah. feel like they'll get a lot of clean sheets. I think he's probably the best. Mm. There's also Leno. Arsenal have just got fantastic games. Equally, they're in Europe and stuff, and mm. you know the trust levels maybe not quite there, but their games are on a par with Wolves, I would say. So I think he's an option. And even Fabianski, I think, is another option as well because he does get saves and um, and West Ham are pretty tight and their fixtures are, are really good as well. So there's still a number of other options, I think. Yeah, it's a good... Um, the goalkeeper is a good place to go if you... Um, it, there's a team you want to target. You don't have any of their assets. Um, so, mm. for example, if... I remember last season, um, I think I made the move away from... Henderson at Sheffield United, there was a sort of hop on off off point to Nick Pope. Pope, was it? To yeah. Pope, yeah. Mm. And and that was an exceptional move, not through skill, just because the fixtures happened to go that way. And it was um and it yeah. worked out really well. And you might you might get similar with Patricio, that's the hope. Yeah. Well the goalkeepers are just excellent point scorers in this yeah. game. They're incredible value. They're all in the sort of the top twenty, most yeah. of them. Um so they are a really good position. Another one's Casper Smarkel. We just talked yeah. about coverings that you know, Leicester. Yeah. I mean, I do prefer it to do it with the defender for the passing bonus, but you might not. Your team might not be in a position to do that. So, Casper Schmeichel was equally a good option. Definitely. Um, moving on, uh, Luke Ndn again um, asked Chelsea double up in defence to climb some ranks. Is that a good option? Um, he already has Aspilicueta, but he's looking um, to add one more because of the nice-looking remaining mm. fixtures coming up. Um, just what you were saying there, Mendy, Mendy and Aspilicueta. That could be a good double up there. Um, yeah. I mean, he, he probably appeals the most because he's probably the most nailed out mm. of all of them. But I do like that because at the end of the day, most of the top players are going to be on Aspilicueta now. Um, yeah. You know, they were only a differential of sorts for a little while. And then and then suddenly they're not, much like when we've all had the Blockman City defence. It worked for us who went mm. early and then everyone was on it. So you start to get limited benefit from it. Um, so, yeah, I think the double up is probably a good idea. Mm. I mean, at the end of the day, if you really fancy them for clean sheets, I do. I think most people do. Um then, then loading loading up on them is a pretty good idea. 
Uh, the only thing is, you know, there's a little bit of rotation there. I'd probably go for Rudiger. I think he's only missed that one game. Mm. Um, the passing bonus with him is a bit iffy. He doesn't always get it. Mm -hmm. I'd much prefer Thiago Silva, but he's not fit last so, we heard. So Aspilicueta and Rudiger as the double. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to, I mean, rather selfish, I'm just going to put a picture of my team up again, mainly because other people might be in this position as well. Now, I have Dunk and Vestergaard. I have money to get Aspilicueta and Rudiger in. Mm. If I wanted I, Leicester I coverage, I could probably get Schmeichel in. Or, or you could do Mendy and Solinchu. That would be a bit, or Mendy and Fafana. That would probably be yeah. even better because they get passing bonus. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay, go back to the fixtures again. <laughs> um, <laughs> So that I, I put that up because I've seen other teams with Vestergaard in and with Duncan, and that could be something to think about. So that's something I, I need to think about, certainly. I think, yeah, now at this stage, if you're looking for anywhere, I mean, people have still got Man City assets to mm. try and get rid of. People have still got, like you've just said, Dunk and Vestergaard mm. and people, which they don't have to get rid of. I mean, Vestergaard's got three excellent games mm. coming up, Burnley, West Brom, Palace. Yeah. Um, but really, Leicester defenders and Chelsea defenders are offering... Uh, clean sheets, you yeah. know, especially in Chelsea's case, and their their players are offering passing bonus, and they've both got pretty cheap mm. keepers for what for what is possible um, in their teams, especially Mendy yeah. with seven million. So, yeah, I think if you are making any transfers at the back, um, rather than go for Wolves, I'd be more tempted for one of them because the Wolves players don't really get passing bonus. Well, probably ask Liquetta on the phone now. <laughs> um, <laughs> get me in. Uh, he's saying, yeah, get me in. Um, but don't call him Dave. Uh, AD Tor is sure a viable asset. So we've been talking about. I'm, I've, I don't know if I've got any defender slots. We've been talking about Leicester, Chelsea, Chelsea yeah. double up. I still want to keep Diaz. Um, is sure a viable asset? I mean, my answer would be yes. But can I have an extra defender space, please? Mm. Um, yeah. Again, this fits into that Inyacho bracket for me, where it's like. He looks fantastic. I'd really like to have him. And he does feel like a bit like an FPL pick rather than a Sky pick to me, just because he hasn't been fantastic on bonus most of the time. Let's not forget he has does have a horrific injury record. Mm. It doesn't just suddenly go away. He's been playing a lot of games, but he is a player who is very well known yeah. for this. Um, so that that's a worry for me. They're also in Europe... Uh, oh, oh, are they? Have we gone out now? I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, still, still hanging in. <laughs> yeah, hanging in. Um, and there is Tellez there, so yeah. I just feel like I mean they bought this guy at left back because Shaw was useless, yeah. so they didn't fancy him, and they wanted to get Tellez, and then Shaw suddenly backed his yeah. ideas up and was good. So will there be some rotation there? Probably, maybe not, but I think there might be. Yeah, a little bit, maybe one or two games, depending on how the Europe thing goes. Mm. Um, so all of that combined, and Man United don't do particularly well for clean sheets. So so it doesn't make sense on paper. But he's been that good, and yeah. he's been clearly the man of the match any time he takes to the pitch. He's obviously got a bit a bit of an assist threat as well. Um, that again, I think it fits into that category of if you're trying to do something different and trying to rise yeah. up the ranks, he's one of those guys I'd go for. If you're sat in the top ten or twenty, I don't think Luke Shaw. I don't think there's enough space for him. Right, so no. there's too many other and people. You've already, you've already got the captain from Manchester United's days from Fernandez, which is a very good point. Well, yeah, apart, so, from, apart from these weird five people in the top thousand that don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So all of that kind of points to a good option, but maybe not in the top mm. echelon, just because yeah. of what what else is possible. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so if you're chasing, yeah, start considering moves like this. But if you're looking to consolidate, you probably might want to be looking elsewhere. For example, Sion Chu, 
Chelsea double up. These are these perhaps more profitable, yeah, safer moves um, to make. Um, um, thanks so much for joining me, Luke. Um, it's been um, it's been good to get to get to refresh ourselves <laughs> of uh, of the matches coming up and get into the get into the the cut and thrust of a, of a Sky Fantasy week coming up. Mm. Um, thanks everyone for your questions. Uh, before we go, just a quick reminder about the Fantasy Football Scout members area full of useful stats and information for Sky and FPL managers alike. Do check out the website for details. If you have enjoyed this episode, please press like and obviously remember to subscribe on the podcast or on YouTube just so that you can uh, keep up to date with our latest videos and podcasts. But in the meantime, Luke, thanks so much for joining me and good luck with your game week in Sky. Same to you, Joe. See you on the next one, mate.